Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to this edition of What Would You Miss? Today, I have a super amazing chick on. Her name is Kay, and she's been through her, her fair share of trials and tribulations, and she's here to share her stories. So welcome, Kay. Thank you for coming and sitting on this new rendition of What Would You Miss? welcome so I know that you are you know these are going to be airing during the COVID scare here so I know you're home from school and you know trying to deal with online classes and your own mental health and your family and everything how are you coping right now um right now this has been kind of a struggle I realized I went to college so far away as um for people especially depression wise my depression is something that I've mostly like it doesn't bother me as much as it, it used to be much more severe than it is now. But in these times of isolation, I really do struggle. Um, and it creeps up on me and like anxiety and OCD wise, I'm like going a little crazy. But um, I understand that this is a tough time for everybody and just try and do my best to like social distance anyways. Right. And I, I, I think what people don't really understand is how difficult it is to manage all that stuff on top of the social distancing and on top of, you know, not being around people because we do need that human connection. Like we need it really bad and it's, it's hard. So tell me a little bit about Kate and how, like you started sharing your story recently, right? With, you know, what's been going on. How did it feel to start to share with people? Um, it was weird because I really am someone that no one really knows I have depression. Like, even when it was at its peak, absolutely nobody knew. Right. I'm just um, coming to terms with talking about it more lately because I think it's important. And I think it's important, especially for people to see that like depression shows in lots of different ways. And like, even right. though I'm happy and I'm talkative and I like talk to everybody, like that doesn't mean that's how I feel all the time, or that doesn't even mean that's how I'm feeling in that moment. Right. You and I talked about that a lot about how depression, you know, there's a mask that, that people wear and dep depression is not cookie cutter. Everyone wears it differently. Um, you've been through a lot in your life and, you know, how did it feel when you finally started to tell people, did you feel like a sense of relief a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. Um, just because it's something that I had really kept hidden for a really long time. Cause I, like I, I hit, my peak when I was in like the eighth grade and like at that point like it was such a secret like I felt like I actively actively like had to hide it and now like more like if it comes up like I'm not afraid to like be like yeah that something that affects me it has for a long time. When did you realize you were depressed? How old were you? I was like 13. Yeah and a lot of it stemmed from physical health issues which mm. Um, just, a and mental health issues. And I think a lot of it came from, like, I have very severe OCD. I have since I was like, I was diagnosed when I was like eight or nine mm -hmm. and I had hip surgery and my hips don't work. So I can't do a lot of stuff that other people can. And like that pressure of the, those two things combined with social pressure and like just a genetic, like disposition, right. um, I became very depressed very quickly. 
Yeah. It's, you said something about like the social pressures, you know, being a teen nowadays is, I think is so different than from when obviously this old lady was a teen, but you know, you're, you're not just dealing with the academics and athletics and arts that, that is pressured in, in community, but you're also dealing with social media and that really can play into your psyche a little bit. How do you think social media has, has evolved into, into, into the mental health world? You know, we, we can use it for a positive, but I do see a lot of negatives out there. What do you think your generation of, of youth should be doing with social media right now? Yeah, like this wasn't affecting me as much when I was at my peak because it was like the very like start of like social media, right. but like more so now, like seeing whenever your friends are doing something and they've excluded you like that, that I think affects me the most. Like, sure. Um, like if you see a group of friends you're really close with and they're like posting on Snapchat or Instagram, you're like, okay, like I'm not there. And like, it might not affect you at all if you had no clue, but like, even if you don't want it to affect you, like a part of you, it affects you. Yeah. You can't, you can't have it not affect you. And before, you know, when I was a kid, they didn't have social media. So if, you know, my friends were hanging out, I didn't know that they were hanging out. Now it's in your face. And while they might not be doing it to rub it in, it does, it does affect you because you have that fear of missing out. You have that anxiety of, around, you know, why aren't I there? Um, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Do, yeah. do you ever, do you think kids will ever get to that point where they can say, hey, you know, thanks, you know, I'm really hurt that you didn't invite me. Or is that, that, that is too difficult to do, do you think? I feel like it really depends on the person. Like I recently, um, I had this friend who I was close with for a very, very long time. And she just was not, had not been treating me right for a long time. And I just kind of put up with it. And yeah. she invited me to do something and then canceled last second. And I saw all on her Snapchat and her friend's Snapchat that she was doing something with someone else, like had canceled me actively to do something yeah. better. And I actually called her out and I probably, and I think that was important. And I like, long as you do it in a respectful, like, like mature way like I think that's super important for people to do um because otherwise you'll just get walked all over and absolutely advocate for themselves and this goes back to conversation right so you're you're being able to open up the conversation which is so important because we need a good lines of communication when you were depressed did you have some suicidal thoughts yes um bad I had um like I had like an attempt of an attempt, like once or twice, I think twice. Um, that was something that I dealt with really strongly and I'm very fortunate that my mom is a social worker. So I didn't have to be hospitalized, right. which was very good because a lot of the, the mental health services for that in Syracuse are terrible. No, the yeah, conditions yeah. are really awful. And my mom knew that and she was able to keep me safe at home. But a lot of people don't have that. That's right. Really them no they don't and they have to rely on the on the mental health in our community and it's not it's not that great so you were lucky to have your mom there to support you when you think back when you look back on yourself then and you've grown so much since since those times what would you want your younger self to know like right now if you if you could go back and tell Kate something in that darkest moment what would you tell her like let that, that pain feel your passion feel your passion. I feel like that's, and to know that like, there's so much things you haven't done yet and experiences you haven't had yet that you want to have. Right. Um, 
in that moment, I didn't, I thought I was, I thought I was worthless and that no one would miss me if I wasn't there anymore. Um, and I know that's just not true anymore. And I would, I would tell myself that. Right. It's funny what our, the, the tricks our brain plays on us when we're, when we're feeling that low and, you know, you just said exactly what, what you would miss is stem from, you know, we want to feel worthy again, because if we don't feel worth, we don't have hope and the two go really close together. So I know, I know exactly how you feel when you're, when you're that dark and you're that, you know, deep in that hole, you don't feel worthy. And when you can come out of it, you see how worthy you are. You know, what are some things that you would miss about Kate if you weren't here? Um, I love how I, I, I love the little things. I think probably more than anyone else in the universe. Like it's ridiculous. Like I like, I have like a thing for flamingos. So every time I see mm -hmm. a flamingo, I'm like thrilled about it. Like my day is made. I like see like a random like plan I like, like every, any sort of little thing, like, I have to comment on it every single time. Like, I love it. Like, that's, that's what, like, keeps me, like, in my place. Just, like, every single day I find something that I love. Right. And it are, it is those little things. I love that you, like, I have an obsession with flamingos because that can brighten your day. You have to find, do you have, do you have a toolbox, so to speak, that you, like, dive into when you're feeling, when you can kind of feel that depression set in? Do you have some things that you do to help yourself kind of pull yourself up? Yeah, like, now it's more of a, like, every few months or, like, situationally, it, it kind of creeps up on me, and I don't really realize it mm -hmm. until, like, it's, like, I lose that motivation, and what I have to do for myself is, I always text, I, one of my best friends actually met in group therapy, and we're super close, I and um, I always text her, and I... I love to watch like anything like funny, any sort of comedian or like um, anything like that. I have to like just play for myself until I can get myself to laugh. Right. I love that. So you do have things that you're reaching out and you're doing and mm -hmm. you're, you know, trying to pull yourself up. And you said your family is great support. Do you, do you think about your mom and your sister and your family when you, when you're feeling really low and how this affects them? Because caregivers do do play into this, you know. Exactly. Like my mom and I are very very close, and like I always think about that, and I just I know that's she can't even like fathom the idea of me being depressed. Like it, it's too much for her. So, right. but I always think about that, and that like I have to like, get myself out because it's something she just it would destroy her. Yeah, it's, it's important to think, you know, it's, you don't want to put guilt on anybody who's going through something, but it's important to think about the people that are around you, because you do think that nobody would miss you, but the reality is, is that everybody would miss you. You're, you know, you're a fantastic person, and your mom would miss you, you know, your dad would miss your sister, I would miss you. Um, you know, they say one in five people have a mental illness, and then one, two, three, and four are taking care of that person with a mental illness. So basically saying everyone's got a little something going on. You did talk about OCD, and I think that this is something that, that's really important. OCD is not just about like having everything in order and having everything lined up. It's, you know, OCD, OCD can be very debilitating, and it can constrict you, and which can play into your depression. And I know your OCD is, is very similar to that. It can kind of take over your mind. Yeah. I, yeah, my OCD is very severe, and um, it's very it's a very complex disorder, which I don't think a lot of people understand. Um, like, I can, a lot of mine, I have intrusive thoughts that can be, I can be stuck in a loop on something someone said to me once that was terrible for hours. 
or I could, um, like, I have dermatillomania, which is, like, some people with OCD have it, and, like, I'll literally, like, rip the skin off my face, and it's embarrassing, Mm -hmm. and there's lots of, I spend several hours a day doing obsessions and compulsions, which I think a lot of people don't realize, and I'm a big advocate for anything, anytime someone is, like, just, like, oh, I'm so OCD, I like my books to be like this, like, I'm like, that's just not how it is. Like OCD is a very severe condition that like has to take up hours of your day. And there's lots of weird things that you wouldn't expect that go in OCD. And like when my OCD is worse, my depression automatically is worse. Or if my anxiety is worse, my OCD is worse. Like everything in my life, like it connects. Like physical health, mental health, they all play together play together. What advice do you have to, you know, a young, a young person like yourself that has just been diagnosed with, you know, OCD or depression and anxiety? What, what advice would you want them to know about what, what they're about to go through and embark on? That it's okay to feel your pain. And I feel like a lot of people are trying to pull you out. out of pain. Um, but feel your pain and let that fuel your passion. Like I, I do a lot of writing whenever I feel like I'm in pain. Like, and I, I gave a Ted talk based off of my, my pain yeah. and I feel like all stuff like that, you have to let your pain turn into something that's beautiful. So first of all, I do love that feel your pain because I think so hard, so many times we try so hard to push it away and push it away. And that ends up just building and building and building and you have to feel it process it and push through it so you can get to the next emotion. I think this conversation wouldn't be able to happen if we didn't talk about a dear friend of ours, both of ours. Um, I, I, for those just watching, I met Kate through a circle of people, but uh, one being her boyfriend, Charlie, who was the dear friend of mine who passed away from cancer. God, my God, is it three years almost? Almost two, I think. Almost two. Almost yeah, two. Years. Like, scared me. Well, I, let me tell you something. This this COVID vi- virus has got me feeling like this is like, you know, twenty twenty five right now. I, I have no time in my life. Um, but losing losing a not just a friend, but someone that you truly loved, you know, played into everything. I am sure. And one thing that helps me when I know when I'm really depressed and really feeling that anxiousness is thinking about people like Charlie, who didn't have the choice. He didn't have a choice. He had to leave because cancer took over his body. Um, you, Charlie's death was very difficult on you, and you you did push through it. And your oh boy, and your TED talk is what did help you. Yeah, it like I feel like like I remember I Charlie knew about my depression, and he was at the time was one of the only people who knew. And I remember I was on the phone with him once, um, and I, we were just goofing around like I was like brushing my teeth with him on the phone and like all of a sudden he goes to me he goes Kate I need you to not die when I die and I told him that wasn't even that wasn't even what I was thinking at all but like he really he had so much love for me he needed he needed me to be okay and I feel like even though I'm not okay I I feel his love and passion for life and that it forces me to be more aware of my life and live more in the moment and do everything I can that he never got the chance to do. And that's exactly what I was getting at. I know it's so difficult to think about those things, but 
they do help us push through a little bit, you know, when we, when we think about people that have affected our lives so deeply. And, you know, Charlie was all about stop and smell the roses and, oh, yeah. you know, live in the moment and eat pie first and all those great things. But Kate, thank you so much for jumping on and having a conversation with me. I know this platform's a little different and, um, you know, it's not the, our studio, but, you know, we're doing the best we can during this really hard time. And I thank you for taking time out of your day to chat with me. Although I know you're not really doing much these days and we're all stuck no. in the house. So this is- I'm bored. It's, yeah, exactly. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. sitting in your chair I wonder why you didn't take your seat I look around and you're not there and I'm the someone in